Hello and welcome to Consumerosity, brought to you by Layby, the show where we explore the challenges for the 20s crowd that you'll find oh so familiar when it comes to finance, shopping, credit, and the psychology driving our experiences as consumers. I'm Alex. And I'm Jen. And so how this podcast works is each week we'll be choosing a different topic to dive into, bringing in interesting guests to shed even more light on the weird and wonderful goings-on of the world of money. Yep, actual useful financial hacks, all served up with a side of curious psychology and not a meerkat or voucher code in sight. And before we introduce this week's topic, we've got a little segment we like to call... Something of note. Something of note. Basically, we try and outwit each other every episode with strange money-related trivia. So, Jen, this mm-hmm. week's something of note. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Did you know that banknotes unfit for circulation in the UK used to be burned on site by the Bank of England, and the heat from the incinerator used to power the site's central heating? Whoa! That's kind of like... In one, on one bit, I'm thinking, that's so wasteful. And the other side of me is thinking, that's so resourceful. But it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. At least they're channeling that extra heat to something and they're not just Yeah, it's not being completely wasted. But, that's good. But good what would have made them unfit? I guess it could have been just the wonky size or something. Yeah, maybe they got old rips and tears and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of smart. It is smart. <laughs> it makes sense. Very, very smart. I like it. Okay, so this week we're talking about budgeting basics, a.k.a. budgeting like a boss. Oh, I can't believe I just said boss. <laughs> I just said boss. Budgeting like a boss. Because we should all spend less time worrying about money and more time enjoying it. Absolutely, we should. So what are your initial thoughts on budgeting, Alex? I am probably the world's worst budgeter. Really? Meaning that I do not budget. Okay, and I so need to. you have no plans. Nothing. No. So so if, you pl- if you're planning ahead for something... Yeah. Do you you just think I'm just going to take it from my main pot of money? Absolutely. Well, I kind of only have, after this, I'm going to get some stuff set up, but I only currently have one account and everything just goes in and out and that's probably the most horrific way to try to save money. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could, sometimes it could work because... You don't need to be nice. It's not working. No, it's not working. <laughs> it's kind of, you're not conscious about what you're doing there for. No, you're just exactly. sort of dipping in and out, right? Exactly. And there's never, I never really think about it, which is really bad because... Yeah. And especially, you know, as you, as you progress through life and and all that, I really need to start budgeting. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's something to think about. And it's, again, I think it feels like if you're at a table with your mates and you're chatting about stuff and people are talking about money, I feel, in my experience of past past lunches, brunches and dinners, that uh, <laughs> it's not trendy to sort of bring up the topic and be like, so guys, who's budgeting around the table? No, <laughs> you know? I know what you mean. And it even gets to the point where it's like splitting bills and stuff and there's... I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I used to always, when I was back in New Zealand, I always would, would pay for the Uber home. And my justification is, and I had all my friends with me, is that, well, I need to get home anyway. Oh, because you didn't want to even attempt to split the fare or and anything. And it's not that I'm, I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I just couldn't be bothered asking and chasing people up. So I just, be, it was kind of written off. But now looking back on it, you should have been splitting That was it. really dumb. Well, do you know what? There's there's something in the spirit of generosity. Sometimes you think it's you may as well be the person to do that thing because I had a friend who had a saying, which was that it all comes out in the wash, you know? Yeah, so, I think so. so. I, I liked that spirit, but the, the truth is, like, it's, if everyone enters into the same spirit of splitting bills and, and uh, watching their pennies, that's fine, but not everyone enters into the same spirit, do they? No, they don't. You know? You know, we've got some budgeting tips that I've started to learn mm-hmm. over, the, you know, just doing a little bit of research. And I wanted to share them with you yeah. and get your feedback on how you think this would either suit you or how this could suit other people. What okay, you yeah, I'd love so that. So one of the ideas on how to budget is seeing your finances laid out so you can actually visualize everything that's happening. Mm. 
That makes sense because the, the when I had to do my tax return yeah. the first time and laid and highlighted everything out, I suddenly realised, you know, really what was going on with my money. Do you use spreadsheets or Excel or anything like that to track it? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, I have, no, hang on. <laughs> I have used spreadsheets, but I think all I do is I just do, I don't really use the formulas and stuff that well. Like I just kind of lay out things. Yeah. As I probably could do with the table in Microsoft Word. Yeah. But I, I, I'm one of those people who fell through this spreadsheet gap where I'm like, oh, Excel, like someone else can do it, you know, but <laughs> probably would be a good idea to learn to use it better. I think it is because we can, of course, you can see all the transactions and the funds moving through your banking apps. Yeah. But there's not really a way to visualize like total sums being spent in what categories. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. So I think that's one of the that's one of the best ones is just to actually lay out do you use it as like, it, you say you don't budget, but in terms of like from a business perspective, Alex, do you use Excel to do the numbers in business? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm in the same bracket as you that <laughs> I fell through the Excel learning curve. Yeah. I know a little bit about it, but no, I, I don't I don't use it too much. So maybe there, maybe, you know, there, there, there might be some innovation on that as well in terms of apps, some sort of budgeting app, like where you could see it laid out. But maybe that defeats the point. Does it need to be on paper? No, I don't think it does, and I think we should definitely move away from that. And yeah. I think that's why, you know, we've, we've, we've seen these apps that are starting to come out now which really help with managing funds and yeah. budgeting. And I'm using one currently, and what it does is every time I purchase something, it rounds it up to the to the nearest dollar oh, and I puts that into these. a savings vault. Yeah. So I've got like 200 and something pounds already saved, and it's just it's money you that's never see, amazing. which is really cool. Very cool. So that's working well. Okay, So I guess I am one. budgeting. Yeah, you are. You kind of are. On like I think a micro you, scale. You are doing. You're starting because you're starting to think about another pot or account. Let's say. Aren't yeah, you? exactly. Which is awesome. Okay, what else is there? Well, Any other things? The other thing you can do is set up several accounts. Okay. So as opposed to just doing like what yours truly does yeah. by having one account, you actually m- you move these into multiple. Mm-hmm. So I could set up one for rent, and then yes. one for utilities and. And phone bills and stuff like that, and actually having it in these separate accounts, so oh. you can visualize. It's, it's kind of links back to visualizing. It. Yes, it, it comes, does. But it, that's that just so laying it out and being able to see where the money is going seems to be a much more effective way than just it all coming out at once. Now this reminds me of um, Monzo. So I'm happy to talk about Monzo because it's such a brilliant product. I love it. I have several accounts yeah. for, the, for all those things in my own account. They have a name, don't they? What are they called? Uh, oh, in Monzo, they're called pots. Yeah, that's it. So I, I have, sep- um, like you said, I have several accounts for different things in my own because I'm freelance as well. Yep. So that's something else to consider because when you go freelance, actually having more accounts is helpful because you need to have like a slush fund or an emergency yeah, fund. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, most people I know who are freelance, they have uh, a month's pay, a month, a month saved for emergencies, basically of every, that will cover their rent bills, everything, living costs. Yep. Um, so there's all the separate accounts, which is what what you mentioned, which works brilliantly. But then there are these pots in Monzo, which I absolutely love. And it kind of reminds me of um, a friend of mine introduced me to it in kind of concrete form as the envelope method. So she explained to me that she gets all her money out in cash mm-hmm. for the month that doesn't get, where no direct debit, once her direct all debit and everything come out. So she does it this way, yeah, right, yeah. So she gets out in cash and she puts, um, labels these envelopes like eating out, petrol, um, like birthdays and I can't remember what the fourth one is, yeah. but say let's, she's got four envelopes. Then she will put a sign, some money per envelope, and then that's hers for, I think she does it for the week. 
Okay. So I don't think she does it for the month. I think she does it per week. So she might, I think she has like a stash of money and she portions out per week what she can spend. And therefore, once it's gone, it's gone. You know what so I like, think you need to do? What? You need to introduce her to Monza. I think I need to introduce like her to Monza. Edmund. Well, this, do you know what? She told me about this a couple of years ago. So she might have transferred over to Monzo. So Monzo has the POTS method, which obviously is an amazing thing where you can open up separate. They're, they're stashes of cash, so you just simply create a little image for it and create a title, and you can create as many as you like. I currently have five. That's incredible. Yeah, that's great. And you can store away money. And so I put, I, I have like a like a, a big purchases one, which I put for holidays, um, giving to others, which is like a charity one, because actually. Um, from a karma perspective, I think it's very good yeah, to keep that in no, cycle. And not to sort of think to yourself that you should only do it once you have money because otherwise you'll never do, keep that cycle of giving giving uh, to others. Um, birthdays and what's the other one? Birthdays and fun money. That's the other one, Gotta fun money. you have the fun money. Yeah. You have to have the fun money. So there's a fun money one. This actually came from um, a book by... Uh, a lady called Genevieve Davis about about managing money. Um, about And it's, it's, it's a way of sort of showing that you can manage your money and yeah. sort of keeping that good practice of keeping money in there and seeing what you've got and also assigning your pennies, you know, assigning where all your pennies go, yeah. basically. Absolutely. And I think it just links back to that, visualising it, doesn't it? Yeah. Budgeting is an exciting topic and I'm really keen to get to, to know more about it. So, Jen, I think it's time that we bring an expert in, have a chat with them and see what we can learn. Yeah, let's, let's go for it. To find out a bit more how we can best budget, we wanted to chat to Farida Hassanali, financial planner with Jerovian Wealth. Farida has over a decade of experience, and amongst her qualifications, she's both a chartered and certified financial planner. Farida was also named one of the top 35 under 35 by New Model Advisor, as well as being highly commended woman of the year in the Women in Financial Advice Awards 2018. She is passionate about promoting the benefits of financial planning no matter what your situation. And Farida classes herself as one of life's perpetual learners, currently studying for her equity release exam and using an online course to teach herself Python, which is the programming language. Wow. So welcome, Farida. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. So great to have you. And every time I think I, I, we, we introduce people and we sort of find out what you guys have been doing, we're, we're always like, whoa, these guys have been busy. Like, I feel like I've achieved achieving. nothing. <laughs> well, you have founded a company. So. <laughs> well, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sitting right next to you like, yeah, I I hear you, I hear you. Um, Farida, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a topic that Alex and I are very keen to get stuck yeah, into. Definitely. We feel like it's something that maybe doesn't often get discussed like around the brunch table with mm. your mates. It's not always the cool thing to bring up, but we want to make it the cool thing to bring up. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my friends about budgeting. Well, there we go. It Have speaks you? for itself. Um I think we've talked about like spending less or like like things have popped up where we've been on holiday. I remember being in Slovenia and us saying, I know, why don't we go to the spa for lunch instead of eating out so we can save some money and get like a baguette and cheese and sort of all being in the spirit of the sort of homemade lunch. Yeah. Mm. But it, but I, so I guess that's in the vein of budgeting, isn't it? It's, it's everyone being in on on not spending. Exactly. Like at least that does open up the conversation of, okay, well, what is your budget for the trip? And yeah. then we kind of... That's very true. And it was the first time I remember feeling like, oh, this is cool. I'm with a bunch of friends who are quite happy to sort of not be like overtly spending. So yeah. that was yeah. a good moment. But no, I don't think it's talked about enough really. So why should we care about budgeting? Recently, there's been a lot of sort of focus on that financial well-being. Mm. And for me, the way that best ties in with budgeting is actually just not being too scared to like check your bank account and check your balance and stuff. <laughs> oh, this is That's what so people true, are very scared of. Yeah, it is. Um, which is like, yeah, sounds really basic, but actually knowing where you are no, um, kind of gives you that sense of freedom. 
means you're like in control. Yeah. You're not waking up feeling yeah. stressed about it every day. Actually, you're like, nope, completely on top of this. Let's just move on with all the other stuff that I have to do. So facing the music of that bank balance on the regular. <laughs> it is well. really, isn't it? Because you don't, I feel I do that a lot. Yes. I just don't look. Yeah. And I think it Same. is that fear of being like, okay, how much did I actually spend last yeah. weekend? You know, I'll just ignore it. But that's not obviously a very good way <laughs> no, to budget, is Then if it? you already sort of know what that's going to look like, you're yeah, not exactly. really worrying about it. Very true. true. So so what is, what's the key to good budgeting? I think it's really just being consistent. It's continually having a look at that balance and stuff. Um, one of the things I found most helpful is actually kind of if you've got month one where you first go, okay, well, here's what I'm spending. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, well, maybe I want to cut back on this or that. But then it's looking again the next month and going, okay, well, how have I done? Mm. Where did my money go? If I said I was going to save this much or I thought I have this much excess income, is that actually true? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so seeing if it match up, matches up with your plans. Exactly. Kind of thing. So is that enough to sort of, um, you know, to, to start just sort of looking month to month? Or can you recommend any systems or approaches to set out and stay on top of a budget? Um, well, there's various different like apps and stuff available now, which you can use. You've obviously got things like, um, there's one called Emma, or mm-hmm. um, I tend to use one called Yolt. Okay. And that just links into all of my current accounts. It pulls through all of that expenditure information. And then I can see exactly what's where, even if it's been spent through different accounts as well, which I find really helpful. And also being able to see that means you can't lie to yourself. Yeah, true. Seeing it in black and white. But is is that something that, so that kind of shows you what you're spending, Mm -hmm. but how can you plan through those apps as well? Can you say, this is what I'm going to not spend and set aside and that kind of thing? Yeah, very much. So it will show you, um, I feel like with expenditure, you should split it into two main sections. Okay. So you've got like your essentials, that's your rent, that's your yeah. bill, that's kind of your food day to day. And then you've got all of the discretionary stuff on top of that. Some of that's the nice to have switch. Some people feel like is just a standard, like your gym membership and things like that. Yeah. And then from there, you've got the money which you can either spend on sort of luxuries or save. Fun money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very I much. Like, I, spend, I feel like I'm spending all my fun money always on coffees, <laughs> you know, takeaway food, mm. beers after work. And it's just like, and they are smaller payments, but it, of course, adds up. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to saving money, where, where's the best place to start? I think the best place to start is actually having an awareness of those things because things like coffees, you kind of think of them as a treat. Yeah. But actually, is it really a treat if you're buying one every day? Not really. Mm. And, you know, £2.80 for a normal coffee in London actually saving that every day could be over a £1,000 in a year. Oh, whoa, when you put it like God. that. It's, when, it, when people hit us with the statistics, you go, whoa. But then you, it's so easily forgotten if you mm. haven't got something reminding you, like a budget yeah. in front of you. And I think the stupid thing is, is you know, most offices I have one, we have a coffee machine. And I'm not a, mm. I'm not a coffee snob. I can't tell the difference. Why don't I just go and make myself one with the machine and stop wasting money. Yeah. There we go. There's my there's, there's my your, learning lesson for right now. There's a declaration. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you, so you're saying, you know, that's not necessarily a treat for doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. But I think taking that one step further, it's not just about not buying that coffee. Actually save that money. Yeah. Like move that into a separate pot. If don't, that's just, don't just go spend it on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if it just remains amongst everything else, then it very easily will just go towards something you'll kind yeah. of get lost but actually 
make an effort, move it into like a different savings account. Ah, okay. And so then you can see it accruing. Right. So you take what you would have spent on something and mm. actually pop it separately. Yeah. So you can sort of see visually that that reward that you're gaining exactly. through saving. The, yeah, that thing. that's the word, yeah. Right, Rewarding yeah, because, yourself. because there are a lot of people who um, will just leave it floating in, you just leave it floating in yeah. your account and then it's yeah. very easy for it to mm. sort of escape, right? Yeah, then you don't actually see that benefit. You're missing out on your coffee, which is like that thing that got you going every morning. Yeah. But got not you. really seeing any reason why. Is there anything that you wouldn't recommend cutting corners on? For example, like, it's a good idea to spend money on a car for example some people might think so it doesn't break down as much or are there any kind of false economy situations to avoid i think a lot of it depends on your own kind of personal circumstances what you really value mm. um one of the examples i'd use actually is i live quite centrally in london mm-hmm. but it means i can walk to work so uh-huh. actually i'm saving quite a lot yeah because i'm not having to yeah, pay for the course. transport i can kind of walk most places yeah um, and you're not kind of having that uh, sort of stamp on the on the planet there as well. That's you're sort true. Of saving yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. 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 by getting my exercise fix as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's very personal, I think, as to what you should or shouldn't spend money on. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes things like rent, actually spending a little bit more, can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Because I know some friends who ended up. Um, Skimping on the rent, ending up in a room that they really hate. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was still quite far out anyway. And then but actually, then they spent so much money, like, because they didn't want to be home. Exactly. Just yeah, to you say would. you spend money on your escapism tool yeah. then, don't and you? You do need to think of quality of life. If you can spend just a little bit more, be closer to work, yeah. cut down your commute, you know, and you and, and in a way, you're not actually going to be paying for as much transport, so that's going to be a cheaper mm-hmm. cost, and it's not that much more just to have a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what would you say, just if someone's then, say, living in London and saving for a house, which a lot of millennials will be wanting to do, what's your thoughts on rent then? Because that is that kind of the opposite advice, do you know what I mean? It is almost, yeah. It's a bit <laughs> of a trade-off between the two. Um, it's a sacrifice, it's, isn't it? It is, and I think it's thinking about what you value, because actually spending a little bit more on rent, but then saving because you have somewhere nice to invite your friends over to instead of having nights out and things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, finding that balance between the two. yeah. Very, very true. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm from New Zealand and Auckland, and it's it's a lot smaller city mm. than London, a lot smaller. So coming over here and socialising and going out and seeing people, it always seems to revolve around, you know, we're spending on something. Yeah. You, going to a park's great fun, but it's you know it's either at a bar or a restaurant or a club or or doing just you know anything. But there's always a cost associated to it. Yeah. So for people within the city, do you have what, what's your top tip for budgeting? I think it's like look at things like time out and stuff that'll always have great recommendations of like things to do, places to go. Yeah. A lot of those will be free. There's um, various different websites and stuff. There's one called The Londonist, I think. Oh, yes. Londonist is a great website. Yeah. yeah. And that will have suggestions of things you can do at the weekend and stuff, which actually stuff you might miss out on, which would be fun, really cool things to do, which yeah. won't cost you any money. Um, so searching for free things. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. sort of one place to start. And that's true because you gave my mother and myself the Time Out magazine the other week. I did. I and said I, to Alex, <laughs> you've got to have this every week. Yeah, And I've, I'd never even heard of it. And now we, I was planning with Charlotte, my girlfriend, that, oh, we should do this and yeah. we should do that. And it's all free. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. I think that's a really good point. And it's using the resources available to you. I mean, you can pick up your phone and probably search yeah. free things to do in London. And you'll probably get to do activities that you'd never imagine doing yeah. or even think of. And exactly. they're all there and available. You just need to know where they are. Yeah. That's, there we go. Now, that's my yeah. second great tip from today. There we go. You've got it. That's another bolter of time out <laughs> Yeah, magazine. this is fantastic. 
Is there a common mistake, uh, Farida, that people often make when they try to budget? Um, I think it is just not really being realistic with themselves, not being fair and kind of going, okay, well, here's my essentials. Okay, I've got my bills covered. I've got my rent. Mm. I'm going to save everything else. <laughs> it's like, no, you still need to like have a life. You still need to have yeah, fun. Definitely. You still need to find ways to see your friends. And yeah. not all of that's going to be free. Like, yeah. So when people take that kind of cold turkey approach in their mind it, it, the expectation doesn't really get met in reality yeah right like you still need to live your life and I think one of the things I tend to think about is to an extent budgeting is kind of the compromise between living for today but then also saving for tomorrow yeah like saving for that future yeah and you need a bit of a balance of both in your life like you can't just save everything yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that kind of does go back to the quality of life, right? And you can budget like there's no tomorrow and yeah. never go out and never do anything. But are you really enjoying yourself? Mm. Probably, probably not. Exactly. You know, and kind of you, that goes back to that financial well-being. Yeah, exactly. And like you, you put it really nicely there. It's uh, you can you can you want to save for tomorrow, but you also need to be living in the now yeah. and enjoying your life. So it's just about being responsible. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, it's a compromise. You don't necessarily need a coffee from the store every day. That costs, yeah. The place next to me costs £3.50 <laughs> or something Whoa, ridiculous wow. like that. Yeah, Alex, ouch. She needs to get and out it's of called there. Alex's, so I don't know. There's, oh. something, there's something going on there that I'm not sure about. Maybe it charges me more for it. I should get a discount of anything. You should. But, and it's exactly that. But it's like just making smart choices mm-hmm. and cutting out. And, and, yeah, treat yourself. Get a coffee once yeah. or twice a week if you really want it. But do you need two a day? Probably, exactly. oh probably not. I don't drink coffee anymore. Yeah. But I see people in the office going it's like oh that's that sucks for you but in a way isn't that just the escapism thing that we when we're doing something that that's we need a little bit of a break from we often go and spend as a sort of means of taking ourselves out of that kind of work headspace or you know the home space that you might not be enjoying and sometimes i think maybe it's important to sort of account account for that a little bit isn't it your escapism budget as well you know (laughs) exactly and yeah yeah it's like not being too hard on yourself if actually Mm. you are like no, if I am having a bit of a rubbish day, I just need to go out, have a break, have a little walk, get my coffee. So do you suggest then starting with something small like coffees or like, um, you know, I don't know what it could be, like taking a walk a couple of times mm. rather than the bus? Are those, because you hear that a lot yeah. and I feel like that can sound so faddy to the ear yeah. but, and, you, and you think, okay, coffees, blah, blah, blah. but is that really, really honestly and truly like the best thing just to take, just to sort of go, okay, take these small things and start with those and then, as you said, pop it aside and start with just maybe a small pot of money, which it could be bus fares or um, coffees. That's the best place to start. I think so. And I think overall, like, I think first step actually for me is knowing what your income is. You can then, you detract all of your bills, your rent, like that core expenditure, which you don't really have a choice on. And if you can, ideally try and time that to come out just after your income's come in, Mm -hmm. just so that averts any temptation. But if you can't, then maybe try and move it to a separate account just so you know it's out of the way. That money's definitely going to be there when those bills do come around. Got you. And then from there, you know what you've got left. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's a really important thing that people sometimes gloss over is that they're like, oh, rent, uh, yeah, yeah, it's coming out, it's coming out. But that, that genuinely is a cost you cannot avoid unless you don't want to live in a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, that, that's out of your income straight away yeah. and you need to budget that in. And yeah. then you have food. Got to eat, if, unless, you, you know, yeah. everyone knows what happens if you don't. And and then you do, if you want to go to the gym and stuff, like there's a lot of input which mm. can really reduce that income and it's being aware of that and then 
yeah, you're going to have a bit left over, but it's like, what can I cut out which I don't really need? Yeah, I can have them occasionally. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's yeah. just kind of being smart with everything and just yeah. knowing, you know, knowing what's going where. And actually, even those, like, small changes, like taking the bus, like ha- not having that coffee, mm. those all add up. Yeah. But it's just making sure you do see that adding up as well because that would then motivate you. Definitely. That would kind of give you a better understanding of yeah. what your expenses look like then. You'll have a better idea of what you're spending money on where. Yeah. And no, I really like that being able to see it in another account. So Farida, something that um, really interests me and potentially some of the listeners as well mm. is that um, when you're freelance, your money uh, income comes in different waves and mm-hmm. chunks throughout the year. And suddenly your ways of planning and sort of monthly regularity is not there anymore. Do you have any tips for the sort of self-employed freelancers who need to find a system for their money and for budgeting? Yeah, again, I think actually in some ways for freelancers, it's almost looking at the other way and going, okay, well, I know that I definitely need to have X amount of income Mm -hmm. or X amount of money available to cover my basic costs. Yeah. So in the months where you're doing really well, yes, give yourself that little reward because you have worked super hard to (laughs) get that money. Yeah. But also then put some money aside for the months where it might be a bit more flexible and you don't necessarily have as much coming in. So you don't have to stress about it. Yeah, so basically putting, almost putting a couple of months' salary behind yeah. and enjoying what you've got now, but being mindful that when you haven't got the money coming in, you need to have something there. Yeah, you just and have that little sort of security blanket available if you ever need it. Yeah, so it's like a reverse engineering of the budget sort of thing. You work out what's coming out and then you put aside yeah, um, exactly. money according to that, basically. Yeah, so we always tend to try and say, it's like your emergency expenditure budget. Yeah. So try and have like three to six months... You know, you'll have some months where you just don't know what's going on, but at least you don't have to worry. Yeah, well, I, I mean, for, for me today, I've always been the type of person who always wants to go out and, you know, and it always ends up spending money. So if I could take away one thing, that these Time Out magazines are going to be a game changer <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes, totally. So regardless of all the other budgeting stuff, <laughs> that's my go-to. I don't need to spend money when I'm going out. There's plenty of free stuff going on. There and is. I feel like that's for anyone in any city. Yeah. It's going to have all the resources available to find some really cool things, and they're probably going to be pretty unique as well. And just go out there, get a good group of friends, and have some fun, and you don't need to spend a cent doing it. But it's also not just about the evenings and stuff. There's so many things yeah. to do throughout the days. Like um, I go to this thing called Project Awesome, which is a free exercise group in oh, the mornings. Wow. It's all of the high fives and hugs you could want at half six in the morning. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It is. <laughs> That's brilliant. No, um, free fun is always, yeah. Yeah. always a yeah, good thing. I think part of it is surrounding yourself with that sense of community as well, because actually that keeps you going back yeah, as well. It does. Very it true. Does. Other like minded people. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm. Thank you so much, Frida, for joining us today. We've definitely got some budgeting tips to take away, haven't we, Alex? Absolutely. I'm very excited to put these into practice. Yeah. Thank you, Frida. Thanks, Frida. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Budgeting is just not really something I've ever given too much thought and I think I'm probably in you know there's a lot of people who are in the same boat yes and I think it's being you know Gen Z millennial Gen millennial Z and that cusp or whatever it is like this this at this age it's not something that I ever give any thought to but the, I was the same as you Alex yeah. like when I was 22 in the most unpatronizing way not in a kind of when I was your age way but really you know I genuinely was not thinking about saving that much really I, I was I had other things that I wanted to be spending my money on i.e. experiences. Yeah. Um, however, I think because I'm a kind of top-level millennial and I am starting to think, oh, maybe one day I'd like to save for a property again, budgeting 
is becoming ever so much more important to me. So any kind of tips and methods that someone can give, i.e. trading things off for free things and, you know, almost like you always have to set yourself, I think, like a bit of a manifesto and stick to it, I think it sounds like, depending on what your needs are. Because what Farida sort of brought up is that actually everyone is different. Everyone has different priorities, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think... For me, I mean, and moving to a new city especially, you don't always need to be going to nice restaurants or bars and spending money. Yeah. you just got to go out there and, and, and you probably do have to put yourself out there a bit, a little bit outside your comfort zone, but there's nothing wrong with that either. Not at all. And I really enjoyed hearing what she had to say about rent because that feels kind of counterintuitive to sort of be like, okay, let's budget, but maybe spend more on rent. But her point did raise... Um, some interesting sort of life factors. For example, like she's saying, you know, if if you spend more on your rent and have something central where you can walk, you're saving on transport, you're potentially able to have people over more somewhere where you want to be, which I'm doing a lot more uh, as I've hit 30. I would say I have more people around for dinner dinner now. Yeah. Um, But like my last flat, I was on a very noisy road. It was much more, it was a much more central location, but my sort of saving on rent meant that the trade-off and there always is a trade-off when you're in London if it sounds too good to be true it usually is right (laughs) so it was very noisy so I was spending out on I was spending on sleeping tablets I was spending on sleep sprays I was spending on earplugs so actually I kind of thought to myself gosh that's an extra like 30 quid a month really you know they were very strong sleeping tablets. <laughs> but, um, but you know, and, and actually lifestyle quality and happiness, maybe that can also contribute to how much you spend because if you're kind of miserable, you're probably going to go out more and have that sense of, I, I need to be out the flat spending. Yeah, exactly. And, and it is interesting because maybe like in your situation, you're, you're tired. So you yeah. spend more money on coffees or energy drinks or, or you know, just yeah. something to supplement that. So it is, it is an interesting point and I know it's not going to necessarily work for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what budgeting is. Yeah. You know, it's not there's not one predefined way to do it. It's more about finding what works for you and just being consciously aware of it. Yes. How about this uh this idea of like setting yourself a few things? So it could be that every day a notification comes up on your phone which is like coffee or bank. Yeah. And you go, hmm, I really need that coffee today. I'm knackered. Or you go, Okay, I'm going to bank that money, and you pop it into something. So you, and then it could say beer o'clock or bank o'clock, and you pop it in, and it could say bus o'clock or walk (laughs) o'clock, and then you bank it. Oh God, this would be an annoying voiceover job, wouldn't it? It would be very annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But then that way, if you get a notification you decide what to do with it, you're visibly making those choices and then you're seeing how much it's built up. I really thought that was quite important, actually, the seeing it build up. But it would just be nice to have an efficient way of doing that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea, Mm. just quietly. But also, and and that goes back to so many things that we've talked about, is being able to visualise it. And Mm. that's what we discussed at the start, is that you can't be scared to check your bank balance because (laughs) there's two two sides of that. Mm. You're like, oh, no, my money's going down. But by checking it, you can actually see, wait, my savings and what I'm doing and these contributions are making a difference. Yeah. So when I'm not having my coffee at lunch yeah. or I'm not, you know, I'm not buying beers after work, I'm actually putting that away and I can see that growing, that in itself is, uh, is budgeting and that's rewarding. Yeah, a good incentive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are very grateful to Farida. Very, we very are. grateful. Jen, to end this episode, you know we're about to play the million dollar question. Whoop, woo. That's our version of truth or lie. I love so this, this week's million dollar question for you is it true or false that you can still take a banknote to the Bank of England and get it exchanged for gold? True. 
it's false. Oh. That used to ha- no, it used to happen, okay. but hasn't been the case since 1931, so a little before oh, our time. I'm a little bit out of date there. Uh, when the co- <laughs> yeah, exactly, when the country left the gold standard. So that it did so happen. That would be cool if you could go and get some gold nuggets, wouldn't it, like the old days? Oh, I, just, yeah, I just can't deal with coin anymore. I need plastic and Apple Pay. Complete Gen Z are here. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks for listening to Consumerosity. Hit subscribe in your favourite podcast app and join us for future episodes. Bye-bye. See you later.